one and we are recording with the one and only dr peter mccullough on friday january 20th 2023 at 302 p.m eastern time look bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and what do i even say other than hey <sighs> well that's why they're introducing an all-new bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier starting the chat better and dating safer they've changed so you don't have to download the new bumble now um, um who uh, he just asked dr mccullough just asked me what are we streaming to youtube or rumble and i had to remind him I'm not on YouTube, thanks to a a name that that rhymes with a Schmiedershmashkola. Um, but I don't I don't regret it. I, as a matter of fact, I love it. I think it's giving me street cred. Uh, Doctor McCullough has been on here several times before. He's the most uh, part, the most published cardiorenal physician in world history. His book, The Courage to Face COVID nineteen, with his co author John Leak, will be in the description as well as his Twitter, Getter, Gab, Truth, all that good stuff, as well as his website and his Substack. But, um. Out of the 1,062 episodes I've done, the one we did on Weber Shanwick is actually my fifth most downloaded episode of all time, which to me is it's always fascinating because those numbers don't lie. And I think that's what people want to hear about more. And seeing as how in that episode we only barely touched on it, I figured we would maybe flesh it out a little more. And as you are a walking encyclopedia with all of the receipts, what better man than yourself? So Dr. McCullough. Please take it away. Tommy, thanks so much for having me on the, the program. I'm going to pull up the South by Southwest SXSW 2023 program. And, and this is what got people suspicious of something going on. So South by Southwest is it's a entertainment, IT, high-tech festival in Austin, Texas. They have uh, music and and all the you know all the big figures that you see in the high tech social media world, you know of interest. Last year, I was banned from South by Southwest. Banned, uh, I mean, like I couldn't walk into a South by Southwest um, event. And also on the banned list was Joe Rogan. Joe was banned, oh. and that's because Joe and I went on his show back on December 8th of 2021 and South by Southwest was in March of 2022. Now, South by Southwest, Tommy, March 13th, 2023, listen to this. There's a section called When Doctors Prescribe Misinformation. It says, do right and wrong answers uh, still exist in medicine? Social platforms struggle to make policies about users losing platform privileges when spreading harmful misinformation. But what about the role of medical institutions in determining whether doctors who are spreading false medical information should face disciplinary action based on the harm to patients? Richard Barron, Wasim Khalid, and Vineet Arora unpack the role of institutions in tackling medical information and, and how to think about measuring harm. So um, this is interesting now because uh, in this uh, a billboard, Previously, uh, there was um, Ali Mosin, who was the vice president of digital health for Weber Shanwick. She's been replaced now by Vanit Aurora from University of Chicago. Uh, in the middle is Richard Barron from the American Board of Internal Medicine. That's worrisome. And then uh, lastly is still Wasim Khalid, of Blackbird AI. Blackbird AI is an artificial intelligence company that had a contract with Weber Shandwick. The reason why I'm bringing all this up is people want to know who is Weber Shandwick. Weber Shandwick is the PR and marketing firm for Pfizer and Moderna. They've had a long-standing contract with Pfizer and uh, they've picked up a contract with Moderna. They're part of the IPG group. It's one of the world's largest marketing consortiums. We're talking, this is a big firm. And what was learned is that the American Board of Internal Medicine was colluding with Weber Shandwick and it came up on this billboard in South by Southwest. Uh, and, and people started looking, hey, what, what does the American Board of Internal Medicine have to do with the PR and marketing firm for Pfizer, Moderna and misinformation? And this came up as myself and 
other doctors were being hunted by this board for uh, credentialing as, the, as they were accusing us of spreading misinformation. And then, but we realized, wait a minute, they're working with an AI firm and with a marketing firm for Pfizer and Moderna. This went all the way to Senator Rand Paul. Rand Paul, uh, you know, had somebody investigate. Turns out that Weber Shandwick, uh, and, and this was discovered through emails and little messages through LinkedIn. Weber Shandwick had an embedded marketing unit within the offices of the vaccine division at the CDC. And in fact, the CDC had paid Weber Shandwick over $50 million. So we have a situation, we have a PR marketing firm for two big pharma companies now that are uh, working hand in glove with the American Bar of Internal Medicine on quote misinformation. And they're actually in our government offices promoting Pfizer and Moderna. I was always wondering why is Pfizer and Moderna always featured and all the CDC and government statements, and why not Johnson Johnson and Novavax? And I think now we know. It is, uh, again, you know, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence, and uh, it's kind of fascinating that we are actually getting the evidence. This is normally something that takes decades and and uh, exhaustive uh, investigative journalism to finally flesh out that there is a you know thirty years in hindsight that there was a conflict of interest. It's it's pretty fascinating that you know, January 20th, 2023, we're getting the receipts. I mean, the Twitter files for one, we're seeing the the DHS, the CDC, notably the FBI, you know, why is the DOJ involved with uh, with vaccine rolled out, rollout? <clears throat> but I think yesterday, and I didn't look as closely into it as I probably should have, so take this with a grain of salt, whoever's listening, but apparently there is the beginning of what's being called Facebook files about vaccine rollout and controlling of the flow of information on Instagram and Facebook, both subsidiaries of Meta. So again, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. So we have to hold on every other social media company. But I think at this point, it's starting to look like we almost need receipts to see which companies aren't involved, or you could even say infiltrated by these things. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, we all have our assumptions, and yeah, now it's very clear why is the CDC, why is the, why is Pfizer and Moderna always involved with these? Well, as you just said, there's an embedded unit in there, and it's uh, it's the definition of a captured institution, I think. It's true, Tommy, and you know, it's not fair. Uh, a lot of my patients have asked me, Dr. McCullough, what's the best vaccine? You know, are there any comparative data? What's the safest vaccine? And you know, our, our CDC, we're two years into this vaccine campaign and our CDC hasn't given any comparative framework for Americans, neither have employers, schools or, or the military. You, you know, this is America and these are all government provided, they're all free. Why would they just say, take any vaccine? Why wouldn't there at this point in time be some guidance? There ought to be, you know, some narrowing of the field uh, theoretically. And you know, I always held out a lot of hope for the Novavax vaccine, which is five micrograms of pure, purified uh, Wuhan spike protein made through an insect moth model. So a production model that uses that pathway, no genetics, no uh, messenger RNA, no adenoviral DNA. And uh, everything I see about Novavax, I still think it's safer than the other products. I mean, there has been a case of myocarditis reported from Asia. I looked at the case carefully, it was very mild. It did involve sudden death and, and the other things that were, were seen. In the briefing book of Novavax, they had they clearly disclosed, they had some blood clots, there was a, a few cases of myocarditis, but at least they were honest about it. Uh, with Pfizer and Moderna, we just didn't hear about these things. And now we've been clobbered with- This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Uh, you know, thousands of cases of myocarditis, almost a new case of sudden death uh, every day. And now recently our FDA has come out and said, well, yeah, messenger RNA vaccines, they also cause blood clots. 
I've had him on here before, and I know you've chatted with him with me. Uh, investigative journalist George Webb got the uh, adenoviral uh, or adenovirus, the attenuated adenovirus, uh, Johnson and Johnson, I think. He has developed myocarditis. He told me that on a podcast not not a week ago uh, that he went and got a test and tested positive for, I guess, all three markers of myocarditis. So it it seems like even that is more of an illusion of choice. It's true. In a paper by Patone and colleagues published in Circulation, our best cardiology journal, Patone is describing now 100 fatal cases of myocarditis. About half our messenger RNA, that is Pfizer and Moderna, and about half our adenoviral DNA, the former AstraZeneca product, which has now been uh, retired. The, you know, AstraZeneca and Johnson & Johnson are very similar. They're made by the same company called Emergent Biosolutions. They're actually not made by the pharmaceutical companies. A lot of people think that Big Pharma is making these. It's not. The Big Pharma is like a marketing shield. The money goes to Big Pharma, and then it goes out to uh, U.S. defense contractors. And for Janssen, it's made by Emergent Biosolutions outside of Baltimore. For Moderna, for example, it's made by a company called Resilience. So there's a lot going on. You know, you've seen a lot of uh, disclosures and analyses uh, today in the Iron Will report. Iron Will, he's kind of like a Tommy Kerrigan, but he's up in uh, Canada. He wears kind of an, like a uh, you know Inspector Clouseau hat. He's quite a character. <laughs> but Iron Will interviewed Sasha Ladipova, an independent uh, uh -huh. pharmaceutical company anal analyst. You may have had her on. Yep. And, uh, and, and, you know, she's outlined that, you know, the terms that are used by our government uh, are military terms, that this is considered a national security operation uh, in all the government language. Uh, they use the term countermeasures. Countermeasures is a military term. So there's actually, you know, military threats and countermeasures, you know, biological <laughs> threats, countermeasures. And, and, and now that we learn that the vaccines are actually made by defense contractors, and that the vaccines were rolled out under HHS and the Department of Defense. And now we understand the intelligence community, namely FBI, was in Twitter. I'm told something like 80-some FBI officers either in Twitter or now working for Twitter and, and now moving over to Facebook. And I think when they pull the Tommy Kerrigan files in YouTube... <laughs> <laughs> They'll find out there was an FBI agent that was zeroing in on Dr. McCullough as I bring America the truth. The, the thing I think must drive them crazy, Tommy, is that I cite all the information. I simply yeah. just give it. It's it's right there. And there's never any dispute. I've actually never had anybody who's qualified ever dispute what I say, because we could sit down and look at the paper. So if the if the, if the the dispute was, well, I disagree with this citation, I say, well, let's sit down and look at it. And nobody wants to go there. Well, that is kind of, uh, what is that, uh, that nagging thorn in the side that is the truth? What's that? What's that ancient proverb? Three things cannot long be hidden, the sun, the moon, and the truth. It'll get you, you know? I, I'm 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 sure uh, I'm sure 500 years ago they the, the aristocracy would have loved Weber Shanwick to uh, get all those astronomers to shut up about the Copernican model and that the Earth could potentially not be flat and that we might not be the center of the universe and and you can and you know they were a little more heavy handed back then they didn't shadow ban you they tied you to a pole and lit you on fire in the town square but given enough time like a like an acid it, the truth will dissolve the very container trying to hold it. And um, yeah, no, I've thought about that as an aside. I would love to get like a file on my podcast one day. If I could get like an FBI letterhead file, I would frame that and put it right right on the flag. I would well, Tommy, uh, you know, about this time last year, I had a wonderful trip to central Louisiana mm -hmm. outside Baton Rouge. And I went to the Tabernacle Life Church in central Louisiana. I actually went to the parsonage of famed... Pastor Tony Spell. And let me tell you, Tony Spell is quite a man. He's handsome. His father's a is a um is a preacher, an evangelical preacher, a wonderful family, right in his parsonage, met his wife, sat down and had a cup of coffee. And Tony Spell walked me into his office and he showed me his certificates of imprisonment that he had been put in prison because he would not close his church 
during these draconian lockdowns. They had left Walmart open down the street and the liquor store, but they were shutting down the Tabernacle Life Church. Beautiful church. I, I was in it. And, uh, you know, he went to church wearing a suit and tie, had a, had a little flower in his lapel, and he was singing hymns the entire time. He's quite a man. He sung on stage about how he'd been to jail and he's not going back. And he sung it with soul, Tommy. Uh, you know, these are things that we'll never forget in the course of our lifetime. We'll, we'll just never forget these uh, these events as they come forward. We don't need hobbies right now. The news cycle is so brisk with information. You're talking about files dropping and finding out intelligence community and government operatives I was stunned to learn about the COVID Community Corps, and it's right on their website. Uh, you know, President Biden and HHS in 2021, you know, create a website. It's called WeCanDoThis.org. COVID Community Corps, Tommy, $13 billion unaccounted for, $13 billion of federal money flow to over 4,000 media outlets, community groups, the Screen Actors Guild, Hollywood. Sports teams, notably the NFL. The NFL takes our taxpayer dollars all to push and then later on mandate these vaccines. Um about breaking the about breaking the the lockdowns and the certificate of imprisonment. I mean, we just we just had MLK Day and like so quickly we're forgetting about the FBI sending a letter to uh, Martin Luther King Jr. telling him he had 34 days to kill himself. The FBI, not not a white supremacist or potentially a white supremacist, but the FBI on this, you know, on the same day we're un unveiling a, a statue to him. Well deserved. What, what he, he, he's a heroic figure that stood up to the face of, of power and spoke truth to power. The very institutions that we're applauding because they know best and they're they're fighting misinformation. Hey, man. 50 years ago, it was misinformation to say that, uh, you know, that we shouldn't use separate water fountains. Ta time will judge you harshly. Time does not care, nor does the truth. And um, I think we need to perhaps keep that in mind. To well, let me just respond sure. to that. Uh, last weekend, I had a chance to spend a retreat of sorts with the Seventh-day Adventist Church, actually Andrew's ministry in Berrien Springs, Michigan. It's a rare visit to Western Michigan this time of year where there isn't, you know, four feet of snow on the ground, Tommy. I was amazed. I went out jogging and and it was snow free and, and comfortable. But what I learned there, oh, an incredible lecture, it's actually available online by Dr. Conrad Vine, uh, probably one of the most uh, uh, astute, not only biblical scholars, but just, you know, scholars of modern history. And he pointed out in his lecture uh, and the lecture really had to do with what's called a Marxist ideology. A Marxist ideology means a way of thinking that is totalitarian and, and clearly uses authoritarian measures to make it happen. And so he points out as the reformers were, uh, you know, reforming and beginning to read the Bible and, and make the Bible available to parishioners who wanted to learn uh, and to break away from uh, the Roman Catholic Church, the papacy, they were apostate, if you will, Huss and, and, and John Knox and, and others. He points out that 500 years ago at Oxford University, they burned people at the stake. They burned people at the stake 500 years ago. Now, 100 years ago, Stalin created a man-made famine mm -hmm. in the Ukraine and in order to create a sense of, of fear and, 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 and compliance and control, uh, the kulaks, he had put them under such incredible pressure, you know, not only death by famine, death by firing squad, uh, losing everything that one has, their jobs, their independence, what have you. That was 100 years ago, Tommy, 100 years ago. And now today uh, we have, a group of essentially oligarchs uh, flying in private jets all over the world to Davos, mm -hmm. Switzerland, and 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 it's a it's it's a, a conglomeration, actually a meeting of 
of not only heads of state, but some people are congressmen. And then there's wealthy billionaires and pharmaceutical CEOs, and then press. And, and here they are at the World Economic Forum. And they're not talking about uh, you know, economic disparities. They're not talking about recessionary indicators or, or uh, you know, currency valuations, uh, worldwide stock markets. They're actually talking about uh, you know, gene editing, transhumanism, Mm-hmm. Uh, a genetic alteration of the human genome, repeated vaccines. I mean, there are people, I saw a clip yesterday from former barrister, prime minister and diplomat, Tony Blair, where he was so enthralled with repeated injections of messenger RNA. It almost looked like he just wanted to just take an injection every five minutes. He was so uh, so pumped up with this uh, genetic um, uh, fervor. It, it was incredible, like as if this was going to solve the world's problem. People preoccupied with climate change. I saw a clip by uh, a former Vice President Al Gore, who's really aged over time, I have to comment. And he's always <laughs> been an enthous- enthusiast for climate change, but he was unhinged. He just looked like he had lost his marbles over, you, you know, a, 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 you know, a few years of a trend on temperature. You know, obviously the the earth has been much hotter, much colder at different times. Sure. It almost seems like Davos, Tommy, people have lost their minds, uh, yet they're in positions of power. It, yeah, it seems to be a further, you know, you always see someone that that quote unquote makes it, you know, a comedian or, or, or an artist or a rapper or something. And as they make more money, you start to go, oh, they're detached. Like, have you ever seen like a it's like an old you see like an old interview with what you know an up and coming you know music artist and then you see them five years later after they've made it and they're living in a mansion and they've got a Bentley made of gold and you hear them talking you're like oh they've they've kind of detached from reality which on one side on one hand is like eh, that means they've made it but on the other hand you hear them talking about like people should stop complaining you're like oh this guy doesn't have to work anymore it's that times a trillion they've completely untethered themselves they're they're a hot air balloon with with no heat valve they've they've gone into the to the exosphere and it's they're so removed that it is what isn't there isn't there like a psychological or psychiatric or neurological term duper's delight when it's when you get away with a lie it's uh there's like a dopamine rush um Mm. there's there are fascinating videos of people who later it was proven that they were lying under like oath or something and it's a it's an involuntary action it's like a it's like a micro um a micro expression uh malcolm gladwell talked about it in his book blank that i read like that like 20 years ago these involuntary things kind of no different than a hiccup which basically it, it it's like a truth serum it's written on your face and what Tommy, the- i know uh you know i know you got into medical school so you uh you know uh you, you know a lot um and understand a lot you, you know the one thing you'd understand in psychology um, is uh, stonewalling. And uh, boy, did we see that this week um, with CEO Albert Borla. At, at Davos, Borla, right? Right, of, uh, of Pfizer. He was on the streets of Davos, which looked okay. It looked like uh, streets of Park City. Uh, I'd probably rather be in Park City, honestly, or uh, or in Colorado. But he's on the streets of of uh, Davos, and he's trying to get to his place. And then these two dogged reporters, it was great because they must have had one guy ahead of him filming him, uh, two guys with a microphone, and he didn't have much in the way of security. He had this woman who just wasn't able to fend him off. So they kept asking him questions. Well, how come when you didn't know about transmission and going on? And he goes, well, have a nice day, no comment. And then he doesn't say anything. And he keeps looking for a door and he can't find one. And they keep ushering him around. And this video goes on and on. And I I tweeted out, I said, God, that must have been the longest walk of his life. This guy was being <laughs> asked some hard questions. It was clear he's absolutely stonewalling the world on safety. You know, if this guy was any good at all, he'd just sit down and say, listen, let me, let's just have a press conference. I'll ask you your question. I'll answer your questions the best I can. I'll get some Pfizer scientists. I mean, there's just no... Uh, uh, honesty here, no transparency. He just looked guilty as sin. And the rest of the world is saying, listen, I got to take these vaccines. And this guy is the CEO and he's not even going to answer any questions. You know, I do find it um, 
interesting. You have Moderna and Pfizer, two U.S. companies. You know, why do we need CEOs with kind of spy-like international accents? Yeah, it's just not needed, Tommy. There's a lot of talent in the United States. We we don't need some guy with a French accent or some guy with a you <laughs> know a Serbian love. accent. I mean, come on. Uh, uh, you know, I, I just think that these companies put on such a facade. Uh, it's it, and now they're just the flat out stonewalling. America's furious. There's something about um, uh, people with the right intention who are doing more damage than good, and you can always tell when someone truly has the best of intentions because they will tell you, and that's when you can maybe poke holes in the logic and sort of get them to you know wake up to their own psychosis if you know if uh <clears throat> if your best friend's pulling you out of bar because you've had way too much to drink he's not lying to you he's saying hey dude you're way too drunk you're starting to fight you're trying to text your ex-girlfriend i'm gonna bring you home you're telling him what your intentions are when someone wants to push these vaccines into the arms of every man woman and child on the planet but then they don't take questions and it's all behind a cloak of secrecy I mean, there's really only a couple branches of, of of potential answers. It's either that they don't have the best of intentions and that they know they're BSing you. Or if we want to go back to the military terminology that we were talking about earlier, attack, countermeasure, rollout, you would then maybe argue it's classified. Well, then why is it classified? And I don't think it's classification. But if there is a mixture between uh, the military rollout um, – you know, it, it, these things are made by defense contractors. It's true, Tommy. Tommy, I just located, uh, and of course, you're right again. I'm in your audience, uh, the Tommy Kerrigan uh, podcast, TPC. Uh, uh, you know, it's right here. It's called Beware of the Duper's Delight. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, like a little, it's, it's like a little It's smirk. also known as the cheater's high. Uh -huh. And the example is uh, someone who cheats in a card game. Yeah. That they kind of get a thrill. Get a wiggle. You'll see it in poker people. Yeah. Yeah. They just, you know, they 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 get away with one. But in this case, where we're talking, they're talking about national security. We're talking about people's health. You know, recently I was just in Washington and I did some filming and I was at a building and I went up to the floor with where the, where the um, gonna meet my team. And they said, listen, here's the office where they just got the classified documents that Biden was holding oh. uh, in, in one of his think tank rooms. And, and of course, there was a lot of buzz. There was a lot of Republican buzz like, aha, uh, we've got him. He had some documents. You know, it turns out that virtually everybody in Washington is using private emails or using yeah. Yeah. government yeah. emails. They have documents here and there and all over the place. And and I, I, I have a feeling, Tommy, that we're beyond these uh, I gotcha moments, right? Yeah, that's done. Do, do you remember, uh, you, you know, a few years ago, there was the Steele dossier and there was a Russian collusion uh, documents and, and the hyperbole, the hyperbole. Now, now, I'm a frequent contributor on Fox, but I'll, I, I can take a little uh, knock on, on Fox. I remember Sean Hannity saying that this is one of the most important documents in American history. And I, I looked at my wife. I said, good Lord. I mean, really, does he really think that, that this is up with the Declaration of Independence and the U.S. Constitution? I mean, the hyperbole, the, this idea of, aha, we, we found a laptop or we found some hidden documents. And once America knows everything is going to unravel, it's not working that way anymore. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think Trump changed all the parameters they, they you know they kept ushering out one woman after another aha if it's just one more woman uh, uh trump is gonna is gonna come crashing down uh it, it, it obviously didn't happen the only recent example where some type of aha brought somebody down was uh former new york governor uh andrew cuomo oh, wow. right uh, uh there uh, what was really going on, we think, and it's in our book, Courage to Face COVID-19. John Leake wrote a chapter called Cuomo Sexuals. You got to get the book and <laughs> read Cuomo Sexuals. Yeah, it's actually a real term. It turns out that uh, what they had done is New York State had adopted a policy that the nursing homes couldn't refuse a transfer in of a COVID positive patient. And so they had these sick COVID patients. This was in 2020. It was just, it was really just uh, an awful time in New York. 
And there were sick COVID patients, maybe not enough beds. Or they, they, in the ER, they didn't think they were sick enough to be admitted. So they actually just shipped them back to the nursing home and they spread more COVID. This was well-documented. And so as, uh, you know, as the public outrage was, was welling up against the, uh, against the New York State you know, health authorities and, and Cuomo, Cuomo had, by the way, had already won an Emmy for all his, uh, his uh, press conferences and his command and control of what's going on in New York. Uh, so what happened suddenly is people brought up the issue of uh, some type of inappropriate sexual harassment in the past. Like, where did this come from? After you know, after an Emmy and all of this, and suddenly he was ushered in, and and quickly he fell from grace. And as collateral damage, Tommy, so did his brother, mm-hmm. pumped up Chris Cuomo on CNN. I used to like to watch Chris, particularly in the incredible hurricanes. I don't know if you know the hurricane. Chris Cuomo pumped so much weight, he would put on some type of uh, Gore-Tex uh, CNN jacket and he'd go out in the hurricane with wind blowing at about 90 miles an hour and he could withstand it. And he was holding the mic and getting pelted with these raindrops. And he would, you know, he would report on the oh, hurricane. Yeah. Uh, it was tremendous. But as collateral damage, Chris Cuomo went down as well. And, you know, that that's all embodied in our book, Courage to Face COVID-19, uh, under the chapter of Cuomo Sexuals. But that's the most recent uh, example. It doesn't happen anymore. Do you remember when Elliot Spitzer went down and mm-hmm. and um, John Kerry, uh, not John Kerry, but uh, uh, the person who ran for president, who is that, uh, who uh, went down with okay. the affair? Um, and and then there was, uh, uh, you know, it kept going and going. It was one person after another, Hart. Uh, Gary Hart, when he Herman uh, Cain, they took him down with a, an assault, right? So, so normally it's some type of honey trap or 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 sexual harassment allegation. But I think Trump broke all the rules because even when all this came out, I'll never forget when the uh, Catholic Church said, uh, you know, one of the the, the the people pretty high up in the Catholic Church said, "Listen, we're going to give Trump a mulligan." What's a mulligan? I had to look it up. You know, I'm Protestant. Uh, Irish, not Catholic Irish. I looked up a mulligan. I said, oh my gosh, the just basically says we're going to give him a free pass, that for him it doesn't count. So I think Trump broke all the rules and uh, America is beyond this aha thing. It's not like one little thing now uh, that we have to focus on big things. And what I'm saying is a big thing right now is a public health crisis on sudden cardiac death. You almost have to wonder if it's, you know, if things are by design or if they arise organically and then someone hijacks those movements, those are, they're, they're very hard to discern, you know, is, was someone a plant from early on or did they grow an organic base and then they got paid money or blackmail to push a message? What They're very hard to, to, to pull apart, <clears throat> but you almost have to wonder if there is a design to this, if it's to this, if we are moving towards some form of hyper-normalization where, where nothing matters anymore. There is no gotcha big enough. You know, as you move from drug to drug, you go to heavier and heavier drugs because you can't get the same high. As you make more and more money, it's not enough to have a Lamborghini. You got to have a penthouse. You got to have a plane. You got to have five planes. You got to own a senator. You got to have an island. You get that these these trends go throughout human history. You almost have to start to think: Is this a form of hypernormalization to cloud the waters? of of drama and tragedy and gotcha moments to where everyone wants to even gate doesn't matter anymore water gate we've had so many gates from sports to politics to business it doesn't matter anymore right if someone called it biden gate no one would even care and then because no one cares you have to wonder well why do these things still kind of work sometimes to take down the cuomos why are they finding biden docs now and maybe I've just become cynical and kind of hardened. But I look at it now and I'm like, I don't even think this is a gotcha for the Republicans. I, I'm i looking at it now. I'm like, I think this is probably whoever the handlers of Biden are. They're, they're deactivating him. They're hmm. they're magically now kind of around January 20th, the two year mark. They're kind of finding documents in multiple places. It, it just maybe it's Providence. I don't know. But it just. Tommy, this office wasn't hard to find. I literally oh. went into the front of the building. I gave him my name. I'm saying I'm going up to this floor. I signed in and they took a picture of my, um, you know, my driver's license. I got a little ID badge. I went up. I met my person. They go, look at it. And there was a there was a big uh, 
glass door and glass windows. You could look in and see everything inside. That's where they found the documents. And I said, wow, that wasn't too hard to find. I mean, but that's what I mean is um, in Russ Baker's, uh, I think it's Family of Secrets and David Talbot's The Devil's Chessboard. I think it was Family of Secrets where they talk about the the Nixon, uh, you know, the the Watergate burglary. And it was a they, it looks like a third rate. It looks like if you and I did a burglary, right? I do podcasts. You're a doctor. If you and I did a burglary, it would it would be very apparent that we hadn't done this before, right? We'd be slipping up. Our faces would be on camera. We'd be leaving fingerprints anywhere. We'd be idiots. The guys that did it, the the, the team is called the Plumbers. These were all former CIA operatives who had done this stuff before. I'm friends with CIA op, not analysts. The actual black ops guys, if they did a job and left shell casings or footprints, that was intentional. You're leaving fingerprints. The plumbers, it has been, it has been, I think, argued argued well by uh, Russ Baker that this was designed to take Nixon down. It was a it was a third rate burglary to make it look like him. So when it's something like you just look in there and this here's the office. Again, maybe I'm just cynical, but the hairs on my neck start to go up. I'm like, they don't they button this stuff up well. There, there's a reason it's coming out. Um and and to to do a complete 180, um, one thing I do love about this show, and one thing I do pride myself on and I pride my guests on is the ability to argue the devil's advocate position to take an opposition to ourselves so as not to pigeonhole ourselves into an echo chamber. Um, and I meant to say this like 30 minutes ago. So this is a bit of an abrupt turn to go back to the defense contractors, uh, emergent solutions and uh, resilience and or biological, whatever it was, designing these things. Is that. That's not really like a gotcha thing, though, right? That that's this isn't new. The pharma does. They they farm this stuff out. No pun intended to to like contractors. Is that correct? Like Apple uses like a thousand subcontractors. Right. So pharma, most of the pharmaceutical companies are, in a sense, just marketing companies. They farm out uh, the, the clinical development, you know, even a lot of the basic research now. Uh, but with respect to the vaccines, though, this is uh, in the open. And this was simply just clicking a few times on the Internet, Tommy. Um, if, we, if we click on the BARDA website mm-hmm. and then just look for Adept Protect, it's called Pandemic Prevention Platform P3. Mm-hmm. Now, this is on the DARPA website, and it, it, it shows a diagram where there's a virus, and they grow the virus, they make an antibody to the virus, they evolve the antibody, uh, they create the nucleic acid coding for the antibody, and then they make messenger RNA and then inject that back into the body. They show the life cycle of this. And it says uh, on the right-hand side of the screen, in 2012, with the ADEPT Protect program, DARPA began investing. In 2012, they began investing in the development of gene-encoded vaccines, a new category of preventive measures based on DNA or RNA. And in this approach, genes that encode for immune-stimulating antigens such as the spike proteins on the surface of viruses like the one SARS-CoV-2 that causes COVID-19 are delivered directly to a recipient's body. There, the instructions are given for the body to develop immunity against it. And the goal of this, Tommy, is to end pandemics in 60 days. This is Department of Defense, United States of America, DARPA. So this is, uh, you know, this is in the open. I'm just disappointed I didn't know it the day that President Trump came out and said, you know, we're going to have Operation Warp Speed and we're going to bring these vaccines forward. I I wish I just would have clicked on the website to realize that it wasn't Warp Speed at all, that that DARPA was working on this since 2012. What was going to be Warp Speed was testing it in adult populations with COVID. That part was going to be warp speed, but but it would have been more honest to portray it as it was and to say, listen, we've been working on this. We've been kind of getting ready if this happened and, and this is what we've got. And, and anybody can click on the website and see it. 
so one of the things I found out, Tommy, is that everything seems to be in the open. We're not finding mm. any new hidden documents. It's just new things we learn by just being pointed somewhere on the internet. Hmm. And then you have to wonder about the psychological side effect of, or not side effect, the, the psychological aspect of all of this. It doesn't just seem to be a, now also with devil's advocacy to go back and let's, let's defend the current and the former administration. If they're using military terms that it, this might've, you know, maybe they're privy to intelligence that we don't know. Maybe this was a form of bio warfare instigated by another nation state. I have no idea. Maybe they did view this no different than economic warfare in 2008. Uh, the head of the Russian, uh, economic department went to, I think the head of the Chinese economic department and said, Hey, how about we, uh, how about we dump all our U.S. Treasury bonds uh, on them at the same time during the housing crisis to bring them to their knees? Like that was seen as a as a as a national security threat. They might have viewed this as a national security threat, and I'm I'm I mean I'm willing to at least exercise that mental limberness to say maybe they viewed this as a national security threat, and that's why it was a, a they use military terms. I don't know, but when you see the psychological uh, aspect to this. I think there was a flow chart one that came out in the Twitter files and it was how to uh it was like the different levels and the moves and counter moves uh to how to how to counteract people who had vaccine hesitancy. And there's like several stages. There's like a, I'll have to find it. There's like a color chart, like green, yellow, orange, red, kind of all these different and it starts with trust the science and point towards uh, you know, uh, familiar figures. And then it starts going in. I think they even say as you get into like yellow and orange that start using gaslighting. Like, or do you not want society to get better? You know, accuse them of racism that they want. Uh, they want an, uh, a, a disproportional amount of lower income people to be affected by it. And this is like an actual flow chart from the tw I'll have to find it because I, I don't want to just not have the receipts. There seems to be a very military style psychological operation to this, like a very real thing that it makes it harder and harder to defend them. And I th I think there is something to that, that you don't use this just to roll something out like this. There seems to be something more nefarious. And again, when you see the almost the duper's delight, if you will, that sort of willy-nilly glee you're seeing from these individuals at Davos, man, it's all pointing to something nefarious. Well, Tommy, it's either that or it's just pointing to good planning. I mean, here's another sure. thing to look at. The Pandemic and All Hazards Preparedness Reauthorization Act, PAPRA, PAPRA, it's law 113.5. Just reading from the website. It was enacted March 13th, 2013, 2013. And it, it, um, uh, it provides, uh, uh, Emergency use of new products and emergencies uh, according to the definitions of covered countermeasures, covered countermeasures, and um, outlines, uh, you know, our goals to have pandemic preparedness. And this is part of what's called the PREP Act. The PREP Act is the larger act on it's a public readiness and emergency preparedness act. Now, I'm just on the government website. You know, anybody can can go here, the uh, the the Prep Act, and and look at under the Prep Act what uh, is being uh, covered: smallpox, monkeypox, other orthopox viruses, Marburg virus and Marburg disease, Ebola, nerve agents and insecticides, Zika virus, pandemic influenza, anthrax. An acute radiation syndrome. You know, I, I have to tell you, Tommy, our government, uh, DARPA through the military, BARDA through the NIH, all these related agencies, we are knee deep into research, development, measures, countermeasures on biological threats to the population, knee deep. And we've been in it easily for a decade. And DARPA, for anyone that's unaware of any, there's a great book called uh, the, the Pentagon's Brain, DARPA, by Annie Jacobson. Uh, Annie Jacobson is the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. This is the bleeding edge of the bleeding edge. It's 
it is the classified to the classified. It is the stuff that creates ideas and pawns them off to the classified sub facilities of Northrop Grumman to Boeing to Lockheed Martin, Skunk Works, Phantom Works, all these compartments within compartments. They don't get involved in uh, lower tier things. They don't get involved in the development of tanks and guns. They are at the bleeding edge. They're the ones that pioneered the internet in the 50s. They're the ones that spearheaded the first uh, ENIAC and Maniac computers under John von Neumann to create the thermonuclear bomb. They they are at the bleed. They are often called the the wizards of warfare, the uh, the ima- uh, the imagine or the yeah, the imagineers of war. Uh, the the wizards of the apocalypse. They're all these they have all these names. They're originally called the Jason scientists. You don't pull them out for if I if I get pulled over, it's it's a local police officer. If a black SUV rolls up and Delta Force gets out, something's gone horribly wrong. DARPA doesn't get involved with with stuff for us peons. Something's very wrong that they are spearheading this program 10 years prior to this rollout. Tommy, you're exactly right. I'm on the DARPA website. Everywhere I go there, it's really cool. It says creating breakthrough technologies and capabilities for national security. And the DARPA communities, they say DARPA's success depends on the vibrant ecosystem of innovation within the agency operates and is fueled by partners in multiple sectors. They list universities, industry, small business, government, public, and media. Why would DARPA have any interest in the media? Tommy, it's in the wide open. Uh, You look at under research, they list coronavirus response as the top thing they're doing. Fundamental research in the seeds of surprise, the voices of DARPA and our programs. Uh, You know, this is... uh, uh, they have their own podcast, Voices from DARPA podcast, opens up a revealing window into the minds of DARPA program managers who discuss informal and personal terms, why they are at DARPA and what they're doing. They have a huge campaign on artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. Tom, artificial intelligence. And then they they list project after project with doctors who are in charge of this, um, all different types of things. Here's a project. Active social engineering defense, mm-hmm. social engineering uh, d- defense. Here's one, adapting cross-domain kill webs technology. DARPA is deep into, Tommy, this kind of fourth dimension, fifth dimension warfare. Again, I can't stress this enough. I mean, there are defense contractors, North of Grumman, Boeing, General Dynamics. There are the black sectors of those defense contractors, Skunk Works under Lockheed Martin, Phantom Works, I believe, is in Boeing. They have these things. Beyond that is DARPA. I cannot stress this enough. There is DARPA created under General Eisenhower. Their original mission statement, I think you read one, and I guess that's their new brushed up one that's a little more uh, semantically appealing. Their original mission statement to, quote, create the vast weapon systems of tomorrow. They, they don't they don't get involved. They do not get involved. If Tom Brady's showing up to your little league game, something's going wrong. He's not supposed to be there. He's supposed <laughs> to throw lasers on the field. Not nothing good's coming if he's putting on your your Pop Warner League jersey. So the vast weapon systems of tomorrow. And you read my mind about the uh the social media, the psychological, the media infiltration. There is another agency that you can find almost nothing about truly you can find almost investigative journalist annie jacobson as well as uh, author um uh, james bamford who wrote the book shadow factory the post 9 11 ultra secret nsa which came out in like 2003 they both barely brush on it something called iarpa the intelligence advanced research projects agency you can find almost nothing on it uh, i would love to i would love to see you do a deep dive on it you can find lectures on youtube IARPA is the is the AI DARPA. It is a it is a breakaway from DARPA if you can even imagine that level of compartmentalization and advancement. I, I well, don't Tommy, get warm I, and fuzzy I, feelings. 
Tommy, I feel like I feel like you and I are characters in a Tom Clancy novel. You oh, know, I ARPA, the Intelligence Advanced <laughs> Research Projects Agency, no office is is office of the Director of National Intelligence, creating advantage through research and technology. This is astonishing. And guess what's up on their banner, Tommy? They've got five things: COVID nineteen oh. research. What, what is IARPA doing with intelligence research? It's right on their website. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Um, uh, we have a situation where something's gone desperately wrong in our country, and yeah. and and our government is knee deep into into things now that you would only see on a James Bond movie or or in some other type of um, you know entertainment. Instead, it's not entertainment. It's it's our lives and it's our jobs and uh, and it's our bodies. Basically, uh, we have uh, uh, this this uh, now. I think nearly a fanatical meeting in World Economic Forum, which seems to have nothing to do with with economics and uh, everything to do with science fiction. Well, yeah, I mean, they changed the name from the Department of War to the Department of Defense. It's all it is all about a PR. It ain't nothing to do with the world economic forum those <laughs> are simply letters and words that you and i recognize i mean yeah and, and you know what a uh, uh, nazi chemist otto ambrose also called the holocaust a uh, cultural cleansing they, they like to dance around with words so mm. I, I wouldn't give it any uh, credence um tommy we're gonna have to leave it here sure. i'm gonna have to make a change here yes, but uh, you know it's great that we weren't just all on the virus and the spike protein and we talked more broadly about uh, you know some of these developments again that are just in the open you're so knowledgeable uh, i think you're up there with one of the absolutely the top uh, podcasters that just brings so much to the table in terms of your deep uh, historical knowledge and also you're so widely read so great to be on your program again absolutely i love having you on i would i'll send you some books i would love to see you do a deep dive on iarpa um yeah it is a uh... I just to go on what you just said to not just focus on the viruses. I think in a way we did much in the same way that uh, if you find a, the toe, if an archaeologist finds a toe and they keep brushing and then they find a, uh, an ankle and then they find a <laughs> knee and they go, what is this? And then they think they're looking at a human and, and a year later they've excavated a, you know, a hundred yards and they found a Tyrannosaurus Rex. When you find the toe, you think you just found a toe. You don't think that you found a whole new chapter of history. Yeah. It starts with spike proteins. It ends with IARPA. And oh I, man. And oh, I, you nailed it. Yeah. I mean, that's I, a, that's a great visual and it's part of something bigger. <laughs> it's part of something ju just what we talked about today, Tommy, it's absolutely rock solid documented that this has been going on for years. This kind of thinking, there are laws in place. There's been acts, there's been legislation, there's been preparedness for this and we're living it out. Each day seems to be a new challenge. Thank you so much for having me on of the course. program. Dr. McCullough, thank you so much, guys. Go follow his Twitter, his Getter, his Gav, his his Truth, his uh, his Substack. His book will be in the description. You can go grab it on Audible. It's a great read. Go listen to all his other interviews. He's been on this show, I think, 20 times. You can just search him through. Um, and yeah, Dr. McCullough, thank you so much. We'll As see you always, later. God bless. Bye -bye.